Hello and welcome to this episode of Move, Breathe, Live with me, Wibbs Coulson, or my, sometimes my wife, Jenny Wren. Just a quick note to say that throughout this episode, myself and my guests sometimes do get a little bit potty-mouthed. There is the occasional profanity. So if you find that right now you need to listen through headphones, if you've got kids around or something else, then it might be an idea to do so or come back later to this episode. I hope you enjoy the episode and will let me know what you think. I look forward to see, uh, seeing you on the other side. Hello, everybody. Welcome back once again to part two, the first of the episodes I've ever split in two, just because it went on a little bit. And I didn't want you to uh, have to feel like you needed uh, 40 minutes in one hit. So we've got part two with Stop Tasting Pain, Magician. I like to think he is a bit of Dr. Perry Nicholson. So I hope you enjoyed the first week. I've had some amazing feedback. Um, a lot of you commenting that there was just a lot of really um, kind of crystallizing, clear, kind of, oh, yeah. And the idea of simplicity um, kind of kept coming through. And a lot of people commenting about the fact that um, simple can be even more effective than um, than complicated and quite often we're sold things which are overly complicated and most of the time we've forgotten the basics forgotten the simple and I like to think that's what uh, hopefully I can bring to people in our sessions but also definitely what Dr Perry is bringing so if you did enjoy last week I'm sure you're going to love this week too um, please do as always Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple or follow it on um, Spotify, wherever you listen to your episodes, just so you make sure every week you're getting uh, the fresh episodes as they drop every Monday. Uh, please do rate and review as well if you use Apple, because it really does help. And I can use some of those to post and whore us out and <laughs> get extra listeners. So, yeah, please do. It does make a huge difference and it only takes a few moments of your time. Um, so anyway, thank you all so much. Um, next week, we've got uh, Ryan Hurst from GMB uh, Fitness, which is going to be a great episode too. Um, but in the meantime, enjoy part two with Dr. Perry. We're going to basically drop straight into where we were. Um, so if you need to, go back and listen to the last couple of moments of the last episode just to remind yourself where we were. But we're going to drop straight in. So have a great week. Enjoy this episode. Please do let me know what you think. And I'll see you all very soon. So it's a thought process when, yes. when people come to, I have to go through my, my checklist manifesto and it's really simple. You know, there's a priority that I look at in going after the systems of the body. They're all important. Otherwise nature wouldn't have given them to you. She's not stupid. No. Right? And, but sometimes we don't understand. Uh, it doesn't make sense to us why the body does what it does, but I want to tell you this quote that I use and how I got it. You guys know the, the guy, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. The, yeah. Cosmonaut, cosmologist. He, he not, yeah. He was on a show once and he said, the universe is under no obligation to make sense to you. And I thought <laughs> to myself, dude, I freaking like that a lot. Like, <laughs> the, the human body is a universe that is even more dynamic than the one when you look up. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, so I said the human body is under no obligation to make sense to you, which means it really doesn't freaking care if you understand why it's choosing to do what it does. And if you can't explain it by science, tough nookies, man, does not that's on shit. you. The body's yeah. still going to do what it's going to do. And maybe you'll catch up one day, but it doesn't care. Yeah. So I always think the body never does anything without a reason. If you don't, even if you don't know what it is yet. Yeah. 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 Right. So you have to look at it from that, but we know the ultimate, what's the ultimate reason that it's doing it. It's not to punish you. It's to protect you. That's, yes. that's the ultimate. So you got to reframe it there right from the beginning. So what I do is that I just want to look for areas of the body where there's, you're holding a lot of stuff that you didn't know was there. And so all the systems matter, but I go after these three first. Yeah. And lymphatic is one. Mm hmm vascular and blood flow was number two but here's the thing you already know by now by talking to me that those two systems what the same thing work together so yeah. if you got a problem with one you got a problem with other all always 
There is no yeah. maybe always. And then I go after your nervous system in relationship to sympathetic dominant or parasympathetic dominant. Can you, are you able to reset your switch to rest and digest and, and heal? Yes. Your nervous system is either going to put you in defense mode or growth mode. It won't put you in both at the same time. It's mm -hmm. got to choose. And so most people are stuck in defense mode. And when you're stuck in defense mode, growth modes off the table. So I've got to take you out of that. But sometimes you can no longer do it on your own. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes you can no longer move limp on your own because people say to me, Doc, well, if I'm breathing all the time and I'm working out all the time, isn't that enough for my limp? It should be. Yeah. But sometimes it's too far gone and it can't do it alone anymore. You got to go in there and I got to I got to snake your toilet. I got to bam. I got to put the <laughs> plunger in there and I got to get the stuff out of the toilet so it can flow on its own. It's the yeah. same thing that what I do here. And if I just give you those three, mm -hmm. if I give you those three. So many other things on your body will start to feel better because your body already knows what it needs to do to get better. Sometimes it just. It's, 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 it's just can't. Yeah. 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 It's, it's treading water or it's slipping on ice and all you have to do is help it. And then it, it then it can do it. Cause it's doing it right now in the background all the time. Even like, if it's not doing it as efficiently as perhaps like you would like or hope, or, you know, it's all like, even if you're still struggling, like, and it's 60, 40, like struggling to succeed. And it's, it's still doing its job pretty well. 40%, but actually, as you say, like getting that plunger or that dino rod in there and just. Well, everything's you know. about help, right? So let's think about that. If, if you have a, maybe you have a system that is not working as efficiently as it can. So what happens in that case? <clears throat> the rest of your body says, it's okay, man. Guess what? We'll, we'll, we'll help you slack. out. Yeah. We'll, we'll take up some slack for you. So maybe you have a little chance to come back. So then the other ones work more. So they become highly efficient. Yeah, yeah. And the highly efficient ones are usually the ones that you, that you start to notice symptoms in because they're working all the time. Yeah, they're getting tired and getting overworked. And so what happens is you chase them. Mm -hmm. But that's why you got you to go after the ones that are kind of hanging in the background. So a lot of times, one thing I liked about you know, Chinese medicine and Eastern medicine, when you look at the organs and how they relate to each other, um, you, you can have a, a fundamental issue that's driving your dysfunction. That can be some, it's usually, I, I find the magic number three for me, but it's not always it's usually three or four things removed from what your complaint is mm -hmm. that I have to yeah, travel okay. back. And then how, how do how can I discover what that might be? I already told you one is that, I'm going to touch the tissues and I don't really care what the hell I'm touching. What I'm watching is your reaction to what I'm touching. Mm -hmm. You follow? Yeah. Because yeah. the most painful area isn't always the most vulnerable one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what I mean by that is this, is that if you really hurt in your lower back, it's vulnerable there and you'll, you'll get fearful because it hurts. Yeah. But yeah. what I'm looking for is that if I touch somewhere else, let's say I touch on the front of your body and I see that your nervous system shows me a, a lot of threat indicators, your breathing stops, you start to sweat, your eyes blink, you look away from me, you start to get a little anxiety attack. In my mind, that's the more important spot. Yeah, yeah. That makes that I'm going to go after. Right. Yeah. It's just knowing how to look at the body. So it's touching the damn thing which they don't do in medicine anymore because they're going to, I got to send you for this test and this test and this test. Scans How many and... people listening to this show right now have normal results on everything and they feel like they're dying? Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. lot. Yeah, absolutely. So tests play a role, but it's a small piece. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is I'm going to sit down and I'm going to listen and talk to the human being that's carrying that label that they walked in with around. And mm -hmm. I'm going to look at this thing that they call a systems checklist, otherwise known as your life history. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you about it. Right. Because in my world, if you walk in and I say, uh, you poop much, yeah. how often you go to the bathroom? Ah, uh, once a week. Uh, that's an issue. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you need to look at these things and, and, and put the whole piece together, because I love the system checklist, because when I put that up there and I start to see themes, 
I, I look for relationships. And that's what systems do. They interact and they relate to each other. It's an ecology. All of them. So I have to see how they're playing against or with each other. And sometimes I'll come in and I'll see all the boxes checked under one category, like gastrointestinal, right? And then you're going to go to what? A gastrointestinal specialist. Yeah. That's a good start. Yeah. But yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, that's not probably going to be where your problem is. There's going to be another system that you better be looking at. Yeah. And then that's the one that they might not send you to because you're not complaining of symptoms. Mm -hmm. Or they they will send you to and whoever they send you to that. Yeah, they're probably not going to talk to each other because they look at them as two different systems. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, like I said at the beginning, <clears throat> not to uh, kind of play down, obviously, the important role that <clears throat> my fellow nurses and doctors play in the hospital. But that is essentially why I I did leave my my job as a nurse you know I was kind of working in cardiology and these people come in and they you know they come in with chest pain they come in for a uh you know um I've forgotten all the words that they come in for now you know they're coming in for like a an angiogram or anything like that and that you know and you kind of like yes okay I, I understand that's the test that we need to check arteries and whatever, but let's look at their lifestyle as far as like you can see that person like breathes like shit. They're just lying in bed with a massive open mouth, like hugely driving themselves into a sympathetic state. They are constantly like, as you, you know, they're eating badly. They're just generally, you can just see everything is off. And from my, and the more time I spent doing it, the more I was just kind of like, we're not looking, you know, there's no look at bigger picture. It's kind of gone from cardiology through to endocrinology through to there. And you're like, well, they're all the same fucking thing. Like they're all driving us to be for this person to be in this bed in front of me. So like, why aren't we kind of looking at a much like whole picture of it? And yeah. Yeah. Well, if you think about that, I mean, at least in the United States, I don't know about the rest of the world, but cardiovascular disease is the number one cause of, death in mm -hmm. the United States. I think it must Not be cancer. Yeah. Yes. And then well, cardiovascular disease, you know, it's a lifestyle disease. Yeah. I mean, one of the, my wife is also a nurse and she's, um, <clears throat> she was a vascular nurse specialist for a while. And I sat down, I was really like one of her consultants. He was a bit of an old school uh, consultant. He's bloody brilliant. Anyway, like I remember sitting down chatting to him and, <clears throat> you know, we were chatting about some of the surgeries that he has like vascular people end up doing with you know fempop bypasses and you know like so for those of you listening kind of bypasses of like vein uh, arteries in the legs and whatnot and you know i was saying about you know how surely a lack of movement and sitting in a chair or sitting or even he was talking about cyclists as well i think but like the positions that they're in and and how the the arteries are ending up sitting in one position if you're watching a video i just put a little thing mm. they end up sitting in like this and then the blood flow constantly wearing away at that part of the of the the vessel is then gonna wear it out and that's when clots and things and he was like yeah that's that's basically that's why we see so many of these people this type of person this and you kind of go but then i remember talking to other people and they were like no 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 it's, no it's not that it's you know all diet or it's all this or it's all that and well first of all it's always more than one thing right yeah but, yeah that's the nature of science anyway there's always going to somebody say you're right no you're wrong and as you say it's always reductionist and, as well plus it's all relative listen i mean what we think we're getting right now is probably completely freaking wrong tomorrow <laughs> but that happens so much it's not even funny uh but what we think we, we know turns yeah. out to be absolutely completely wrong yeah, um, that was a big one on the brain. You used to think that the brain couldn't change itself, that we had something and it deteriorates. And then you're, that's a big whoopsie daisy miss. Man, yeah, yeah. You know, so when somebody's got a track record like that, I look at you sideways for everything. Yeah. Right? And, <laughs> yeah. So you shouldn't trust science. You should question science. That's what science Always. is. Science is about asking a better question. If you're not allowed to ask a better question, how the hell are you going to learn anything new? You're not. Also, And also with that better question is like, uh, whatever results you get, being super skeptical as to whether or not they're right. And yeah, not, I not, mean, not, yeah, not exactly. again, not tying yourself into the 
oh yeah, look, look how good my result is because it looks really like this. It's, you know, yeah, it's I don't know. So you kind of, you yeah. kind of want to be constantly falsifying yourself, really, don't you? Yeah, what I always tell people, you have to be careful when you specialize in something too, because you tend to find what you're looking for. And the <laughs> yeah. next thing you know, how come everybody that I see has this problem? Well, maybe it's the way you're looking at it. So you have to be open to the fact that you have your own. There's not a biases. maybe if you have a bias and an assumption. You always have biases and assumptions. That's how it keeps you alive, right? Yeah. For everything. It's just yeah. running in the background that's there so as long as you know that hopefully you can keep yourself in check but you ultimately have to, to realize that you're always dealing with human beings or human beings are messed up so, yeah. you know, i mean yeah it's a wonder that anything gets done these days but you know it's it's the the stuff that we have right now that is what's taken us out of the world today is is the lifestyle diseases yeah. that we can't control. I mean, modern medicine is a miracle. I mean, I, I, I don't want to, you need it, right? I mean, if yeah, your yeah. legs fall off, you're not going to see me for limp work. But, <laughs> and they've been able to eradicate so many things and keep people, humans alive longer than ever before. But you need both sides. But where they're really struggling is through the lifestyle diseases because they're trying to treat those through the same lens of the, the same lens, things yeah. that they worked on in the past. But you have to have a new paradigm shift. You need both worlds is what I'm trying to tell people. There's, you don't have to exclude one or the other. No. And there's, there's too much of that polarization. But, you know, if I see somebody that comes in to see me and I have a, like a manifesto, I try to get some. I, I get emotional on this because I've been through so much suffering and mm -hmm. I know you have and people listening. Listen. If you're on this earth, you're going to suffer, man. That's that's yeah. what life is. But the joy is coming through it. So you know what joy is, because if you had nothing to compare it to, you don't even know what joy is. You understand? Absolutely. Yes. And if you were joyful all the time, honestly, I'm going to tell you, you'd be miserable and bored in about two weeks. <laughs> uh, I said somebody said, listen, if you're on a beach for about two weeks and everything's great in your life, you're going to find some way to screw that up so you can have a little bit of excitement. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not. Trust me. You will. It's human nature. Yeah. But if you come in to see me, I'm going to just, this is a foundation list. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm just going to work on your limp. I'm going to help you get more movement in some of your limp. I'm going to help you get a little bit more movement in your blood. I'm going to help decrease your fight, fight, freeze, freak out response. Sometimes that's just by me listening and talking to you. Right. Yeah. Spending a little quality time with you as another human being. And I'm not, I only got five minutes with you before my next patient with the system that's broken. It's not yeah. the doctors and the nurses that are broken. It's the freaking no. system that they have to work in. 100%. Right? Yeah. So, uh, and then I'm going to see if I can help you move a little bit more of yourself in different ways and different environments than you do now even just little ones. I'm going to say, can you spend a little bit more time outside in this thing called the sun or this thing called the planet in nature? That would be great. Uh, show a little kindness to that person. Uh, help get them a sense of maybe they show kindness to another person. Cause when you show kindness to someone else, you uplift healing for you. The gratitude is healing. Uh, can you practice that self-love instead of resenting your body because it's hurting to step back? And it's not easy. I've been there of a reframe of thanking your body for what it's doing. Yeah. Uh, because you could, trust me, it can always be worse. And yeah. having a connection with another human being, which is something that in and of itself is healing. I'm going to tell you right now, listen, if you can check some of those boxes, yeah. there's no way in the world that you're not going to feel just a little bit better. So start there. And then branch out and go into the more complicated things, because if you're missing some of those things, as you know, all the great therapies in the world, in my mind, are not going to work very long. If you have a resentment of yourself, if you have a self-hatred for yourself or you have a shame for a certain part of your body of how it looks. Yeah. It's it, it's really inflammatory to a nervous system because this is the one thing that was a huge takeaway for me is that when I got really sick, I started to pay more attention to my body and how it felt in certain environments or situations that I never really paid attention to before. And I noticed once that when I was on social media and I came across a, a post of someone who it was like a hater or troll post, which is what 
you if you're going to go out in the world today, you're going to get that. Yeah. And I started to let it get to me like it used to in the past. And I stopped for a second because the only way you're going to be able to change something first is through awareness. Right. Because you don't know what you don't know. Right. You don't know what you don't know. And you can't change something until you become aware. Things are going to change all the time, but only you can change it if you're aware of it. And I said, oh, my God. Like my eyes started to get like an uh, inflammatory allergic reaction. Like I got exposed to an irritant and then my heart rate sped up. I started to get a little tingly in my body. I said, holy crap, my whole physiology is changing by something that I read from someone that I've never even met. And I said, why would I ever let another human being have that much power over my physiology? And here's the thing that's really empowering is that I could walk myself back from that. Yeah. Then, then I started to let it go. And then all those things started to go down. That, my friends, is empowerment. Yes. When you realize that you ultimately have control about how you're going to react to something just by starting with a sense of awareness. Because people always say, "What's how do you change breathing? Well, the best way to change it is as soon as you become aware of breathing, you automatically change it. Mm-hmm. Start there. Yep. Start there. <laughs> right? Absolutely. I mean, that's that you take back control of your life with that. And uh, that's decreases stress because we know that one of the things that causes the most stress in the human nervous system is the uh, lack of control inability to, to control your own life or uncertainty of things. You can always control how you think it's not easy. And in the beginning, you're going to fight it. But it just takes practice. But you yes. can. You can. And we've got an entire life to practice, haven't we? So, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, we've we've already done over an hour. Like we said at the beginning, an hour is going to fucking fly by. Um, and we yeah, we hit the notice. flow state right there, man. We did, man. Like, um, I kind of wanted to uh, dive into. I mean, really, what you just said there, kind of sums up what i would have probably asked you at the end like if people were going to take away from this um something that they could listen to this episode and walk away to hopefully move breathe live a slightly better life i I think you might have just done it without me asking you the question um you know give a bit more gratitude uh be try and be a bit nice to yourself try and smile try everything you just listed in that last little bit I mean, I don't know, by all means, feel free to give anything else of like from your perspective of whether there's anything in and around like something people can do just to, I don't know, move their lymph or something as you're the lymph doc. But um, I mean, if it's just something simple, yeah. like, I don't know, because I, I, what you just said was fucking brilliant, but um, feel free to give us anything else. And then I want to ask you something else afterwards anyway. But, yeah, yeah, I'll give you, um, you know, like a, a really quick thing that can do. Go on so. then. One of the things that you can do is this stuff that I actually learned from studying Eastern medicine and Qigong and martial arts for decades. I mean, that culture was onto something, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have every, the power. Everyone of, I talk to, everyone I talk to says exactly the same thing. Yeah. I mean, stuff sticks around for thousands of years because it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. They use what's called uh, tapping and slapping techniques in Qigong, where you just take your your own hand, fingers, or fist, and you actually slap different regions of your body to increase vascularization and blood flow. But it also really increases tactile sensation Mm -hmm. in through the skin. So what looks from the outside, like something that's silly, once you understand how neurology and physiology works, it's extremely powerful. Yeah, It's, It's just realizing what's going on under the surface. Uh, that these people knew (laughs) and I can prove to you when I speak to you and tell you what you're doing. But most people I'll say, if you do this and you feel better, you might want to just check the wind box there and don't overthink this shit because it's not rocket surgery. It's not that difficult. Right. Yeah. Um, And one of the things that I tell people to do is just to slap and hit certain regions of the body. And I usually have them do, the area that's most neglected for stimulation, which is the front of the body. Okay. 
because we're rounded forward. We're sitting all the time. We're so tight and constricted in the front. That extra tightness in tissue in tissue restricts fluid flow. Mm-hmm. So blood flow decreases in tight tissue. And when you curl forward like a human cashew nut like this, everything compresses in the front. Yep. So I usually tell them if for people that are watching on video, you can I'm gonna see- stick this, I'm gonna stick this clip onto YouTube, onto Instagram and stuff as well. So they'll definitely get it. Okay. Yeah. So what you can do, I'll try my best to move the camera around, but you can use the palm technique here, um, which is a good one to start with. You can have the the width of your hand. I actually like this one with extreme. It's a little more aggressive, but you can try it. It's where you make like a fist like this Mm -hmm. and you're going to be hitting with the backside of the fist. So people that I'm just curling my fingers in like a fist. And then what you're going to be doing is hitting the body not with the knuckle side, but with the palm side. Yeah. Like that. Right. <clears throat> so, but I call this your, your built-in Theragun. You guys know what a Theragun is? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is, no. this is what they did before they had electricity or <laughs> batteries. Okay. So you have your own freaking Theragun. Um, <laughs> so what you're going to do is you go at the collarbone on one side at a time. I just want you to slap at the collarbone above on and below it. And with with the with the flat of your hand if you want to take your palm you can do it too you have to be more careful on the collarbone there you usually want to go below the collarbone if you're using your knuckles yeah and then you go to the other side collarbone you can spread that out and people say how many times should you hit yes is the answer i don't care just like make a number up and then see if it feels good and then you can slap with your fist below the collarbone that's really powerful that's going to help blood flow to and from the brain and drain the lymphatics. Yeah. Then uh, this one is where I usually um, like to take the, the fist one, but you can use your hand. You're going to go on the center of your sternum on what they call the heart chakra. Yep. So just hit right in the center of your sternum. And in Eastern medicine, they call this the thymus stump. So your right. thymus gland sits there. Yeah. And so you'll free up congestion in your lung. You'll free up limp. You'll help tight fascia that's connecting one pec to the next. And then it's really, really good for energy. Right. And then if you want to talk, you can be like Darth Vader at the same time. Um, (laughs) And then what you'll do is you're going to go down into the abdomen, which you really can't see because I'm seated here. But I want you to take one hand and put it flat over your navel. Mm -hmm. Another hand and put it flat uh, above that so your whole abdomen is being covered yeah and then all i want you to do is just slap and hit your abdomen 10 to 20 times and you can use your um hand there yeah so just hit like you're slapping yourself right and then try it with the fist part so make a knuckle and then hit there don't forget to keep breathing (laughs) <laughs> and that's going to be great because that's really, really stimulatory for all the tightness in the abdomen and uh, blood flow in the abdomen. And that one, you're going to hit a couple of chakra points there, right? Yeah, yeah. You're going to have like solar, solar plexus and your sacral chakra with a little bit lower your sacral chakra. Yeah, but it, it's, it's right there and it's really, really super uh, powerful. And you stimulate a lot of nerves there. So if you just start there along that central, so it basically looks like you're making a long uh, Y with yep. a long bottom. Like yep. this. And then from there, do two things. You're just going to stand up and you're going to go on the balls of your feet, just jumping up and down like you're on a rebounder. But don't let just have your heels leave the ground, not your toes. Because right? a lot of people can't tolerate a jump off the ground because of painful knees and backs. So all I want you to do is just go up and down on your balls of your feet like that. Good. Just shake your arms out a little bit and breathe in and out through your nose. Good. And then I'll give you a one more. You can just turn and face the camera and separate your legs about shoulder width apart. It can be straight or a slight bend in your knees. Make sure you step forward a little bit, my friend, because your arms are going to hit the wall here. All I want you to do is just, I want you to start to swing your torso, twisting left and right and swing it and let your arms fly around like wet noodles. I call this the wet noodle. So you swing around, you keep your feet where they are. 
and you just twist left and right and your arm should be hitting your rib cage and your lower back. So it's really, really nice one from Qigong that uh, will get twisting and rotation. And when you hit the ribs, you'll move some of your organs and you'll get rotation and movement in your hips and your knees and your ankle complex and your torso and your arms and your head and your neck. And it's a Just double a check the wind box right there, man. And if you, if yeah, you did that every single day, you're going to make a change in how you feel and in how you move. And trust me, you're going to feel a sense of energy and you're, you're just going to say, you know what, doc, I got to tell you, I like that a lot. And it it's very simple. I'm going to keep doing it. You do just feel even, I mean, I was, I was actually doing like the wet noodles. I was doing something very similar in my class this morning with my group, but you do it, all of that. You just feel like the whole, I don't know, you've kind of essentially down through your, um uh oh my words have all gone shushumna type through that main kind of central complex of energy you know like in yoga kind of our shushumna nadi yeah just I like mean, just everything through there just kind of feels a bit warmer a little bit kind of um invigorated. well you know when you look at it from from let's talk about language here i mean mm -hmm. we're all saying the same crap yeah. So in, in Western medicine, you just really loosened up a lot of fascia and connective tissue around your abdomen and tension and tightness. And you name the muscles that are there, right? Yeah, yeah. You're also going to stimulate your vagus nerve, which runs down that front to your abdomen and up. So that's going to decrease stress. But, you know, in um, uh, Ayurvedic medicine, you're, you just worked a lot of your chakras yeah. in that yeah. region. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And in Eastern medicine, you worked a lot of your meridian channels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's all just about energy. It, we're just using different terms for energy. And plus, you're just paying attention to an area of the body that is highly, highly neglected because very rarely do human beings, at least in my world, come into me complaining of pain in any of those areas I just had you touched. Mm hmm. Where do they usually complain about pain? On the back. The backs. Yeah. Yeah. Or the arms and the legs. Yeah. Well, th those are the easy ones to get. Yeah. The, how about you go for the areas that don't hurt? Yeah. Then yeah. The, what you'll usually find is the areas that do hurt. You can, Doc, I don't know if it's a placebo or not. First of all, if it is, I don't give a shit because yeah. <laughs> if, if you think you feel better, you feel better. If you think you feel worse, you feel worse. Class dismissed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so why not use the power of that? Cause you can make yourself sick by thinking you're sick and you can make mm -hmm. yourself better, better by that one. So I'd rather choose the positive one. Right? Yeah. And um, then you go through it and you just, you just feel so much better. And here's the things too, that if, if you start doing that, especially when you're out and about, if you're like in a class or you go to a park, somebody's going to watch and they're going to be curious. And most people will say, what are, you, what are you doing there, man? And you say, yeah. well, I'm doing this because, you know, it, it helps me with my pain and my stress level and I feel better. And then everybody's going to go, I got a lot of that too. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. The next thing you know, you're slapping yourself and you're twisting with a group of people. And then you come into this wonderful thing that we've lost the art of, which is playfulness. Yeah. Oh. Because how about how about doing that for our rehabilitation exercise as opposed to getting somebody on the ground and telling them that I need you to move this, this and this only this degrees, breathe through your left nostril and move your foot 15 degrees to the right. And first of all, they're going to go, I don't know what the hell you just said. But second of all, you're stressing me out because I don't know if I'm doing it right. Absolutely. And I don't even I can't even fucking do that. Do you know what I mean, that's one of the, the other things. There's a lot of people who come and see they can't even get onto the ground or off the ground or um yeah, more stress. Yeah. Than so them. play is play is a fan nature built in play as a way for us to reduce stress and get a lot of movement in without thinking so much. Yeah, man. Well, that's I mean, I kind of had this discussion with uh, Brian, kind of Brian the other day. And I was just saying we were just talking about how like things like the gym is like a hack. And actually, you know, bit just just playing, climbing, jump in a tree like crawl across some shit i don't know there's anything like that in the same chat with air one the core as well but like just being outside and playing has like such like physio like, like physically if you want to get fit it's a great thing to do but mentally and like emotionally spiritually it's so good just to play outside and just move like a kid 
it's just it's fun and like invigorating yeah yeah you can't go wrong with playing outside and uh nature and no, no. if you climb if you climb something you're gonna be really sore the next day i can tell you that much definitely definitely right well considering i've already used up uh nearly an hour and 20 minutes of your time um i mean i've i've literally got stuff which you didn't even touch on but perhaps i can get you back for another chat at some point well, i go the for a few minutes if you want it's up to you it's your call i don't well, want to tire your listeners out from hearing my <laughs> brain dump but i mean the main things i wanted to kind of go into really were just was more just around your um because we we touched on um lymph in the neck and whatnot um but as far as kind of lymph in the gut and whatever else obviously we can't this is not quick i fully understand <laughs> um but you know, these days with so much um, stuff around dietary issue, and again, no system, no one system does anything. I'm fully aware of that. But, you know, we have like what seems to be soaring cases of intolerance to just about everything. Um, and, you know, we're constantly dialing into things like the butt gut, uh, the gut microbiome. Um, but, you know, how much well, you again is, these are just silly questions really because how much is one thing for somebody else but it, yeah just the you know you you've got a whole bunch of courses which I, we want to wrap up with really but that kind of look at you know you've got spleen kidneys uh your liver and all of these i, I don't know how many lymph nodes we've got down that way probably i don't know 300 or something 200 odd down there uh, i mean um, i always tell people i say you got more than one that's all I yeah, you got more than one yeah, exactly okay. well like the most answer. important thing to remember is that you got the largest lymph node in the body that sits in the abdomen it's called your cisterna chile okay. and that takes all of the but first of all not everybody has one about 50 percent of the population doesn't have one <clears throat> but it really doesn't matter because the lymph still has to go all to the same place anyway which is actually up to the collarbone yeah, because then it then it goes back out through your circulatory system because the lymph goes back into the circulatory system, but just changes the name of what it's called. Yeah, it's called plasma at that standpoint. Um, yeah. But the largest lymph node sits right there and it's about two to three inches up from your abdomen, right where the diaphragm attaches to the spine. Mm -hmm. Think about that engineering. Yeah, that means that you're supposed to move and breathe through your diaphragm to move your spine to punch put to pump the lymph back up to the neck. So yeah. that yeah. takes all of the lymphatic flow from the organs and the lower body. That's the, that's the damn, what I call a choke point. Yeah. So if you're choked there, you're going to have backflow all the way down to your feet mm -hmm. and stuff's going to get through it, Yeah. but yeah. not as efficiently as it could. So I'll tell people, uh, you know, maybe it's only blocked off 10%. Well, 10% over 10 years adds up. That's compound interest of fluid yeah. flow. And yeah, then yeah. you'll all of a sudden walk in with a problem that's not getting better. All right. And then that's when I'm going to stick my fingers in your gut and see if you want to punch me in the face. There's my answer. I know yeah. that you got an issue there. Right. So all the, have everything has you lymph. This. I'm definitely yeah. going to have to come and all, see so you. So the organs are going to drain lymph too. Yeah. Right. So yeah. they have to drain to the deep lymphatics. That's why skin brushing is a start, but it's not going to be enough mm -hmm. for people that are sick. You have to go all the way to the deepest lymph that sits near the spine and in the okay. abdomen. Those yeah. are the big blocks. Um, and, you know, a lot of a lot of people won't get better with nutrition plans because, yeah, first of all, nutrition plans are highly individual. Mm -hmm. they, they, they have to be based on each individual person. That's why every gut protocol can't be the same. Yeah. And when people are trying to recover from something, they're usually trying to change the supply side of the equation, which means that I'm going to start to eat better and I'm going to start to take more supplementation. And I'm like, that's great. That, that's wonderful. One of the first things to start feeling better is just, as my friend Dan John says, stop eating like a five-year-old, like stop <laughs> eating crap. And you'll probably start to feel a little bit better. And, but those are on the supply side, but everything that goes in on the supply side, which is okay. in through your mouth, through nutrients and in through your nose. Um, once your cells, 
if you let me say that if your cells can get a hold of the nutrients, they're going to use the nutrients and they're going to go through a metabolic process, an energy cycle, most notably called the Krebs cycle, Krebs cycle. with the mitochondria. So you can have ATP, right? And if you don't have enough oxygen, you're not going to make enough ATP, first of all. Yeah. Right? If you have enough oxygen available, you'll make 38 molecules of ATP. If you don't have enough oxygen, you're only going to make two. So you're already screwed because you don't yeah. breathe right. Yeah. yeah. And But let's say the cells use all those things. Well, they make what? Waste. They yeah. make metabolic waste. And then the waste has to get out. How's it get out? Well, the lymph is a big one. And, you know, urination and pooping and sweating and breathing gets out waste, too. Yeah. And so then I ask you, what happens if the waste doesn't get out? It stays it's inside stagnant. of you. And then what happens? You, you start to become toxic and then you continue on the supply side. Mm. So you continue to make yourself toxic because you haven't freed up the waste removal side. Yeah. And that's really, really important for people that are listening and why a lot of people don't get better because it's, you have to switch the order around of what you're doing to try to make somebody healthy. In osteopathic medicine, they have a phrase that really stuck with me when I read it. It's simple, but highly profound. Uh, and a lot of people may overlook it because it's so simple, but it's big. And it said drainage precedes supply. Drainage precedes supply. So what does that mean in my world when I see it? The supply side is all the nutrients you're trying to get in there. Mm -hmm. Drainage is the elimination side. So I have to make sure that you can get stuff out before I put other stuff in. Yeah. Because yeah. I put on Instagram before this week. All the good stuff that goes in that can't get out becomes toxic when it can't get out. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, I'm a, so good. That's big. If you're listening yeah. to this, that's big. And why? One of the things that I've found in my my years and that's kind of my passion right now is that <clears throat> so many people have these wonderful therapies that work and can work. But one of the reasons they don't work is one, people do too many therapies at one time. Mm -hmm. you're, you're overloading a system that has a low tolerance level and can't handle a lot of stressful input because even therapeutic interventions are stressors to a nervous system. Yeah. And even though it's good, it can turn not so good because it's overload. And then when the body's overloaded, it just shuts down and it says, I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to stay right where I am and nothing changes. Mm -hmm. So you have to back off the quantity of things that you're doing and the duration of things that you're doing, especially when you have an overloaded nervous system and a toxic brain. Cause it, it, it sometimes maybe only be able to do two, three minutes of therapy and you have to stop. Yes. You can't yeah. do an hour's worth. I don't give a shit. If you can do an hour, I need to see if your nervous system will do anything with the hour. That's the it, point. Yes. Right. Hundred. So you have to do that and, and, and work with the dose, but then it's a matter of the order that you do your therapies in. Because in, in physiology, what you do, what you did before what you just did changes what you get. Yes. I'm going to say yeah, that yeah. again. Yeah, what yeah, you did before what you just did changes what you get. So yeah. if I do A, A sends a, a response into your nervous system. Then your nervous system has to react to that response with the B. So whatever comes second. So B is determined by what the nervous system does with a yeah that makes sense yeah 100%. and then then you get an outcome of say c mm -hmm. so you have an a a b and a c and i'll give you an example of this in a moment but it's not the same thing if i did b plus a it's not going to give me the same c because if i do b now it's a completely different response to the nervous system than A was. And now A completely changes. So you yes. may not get C. You may get the letter freaking five. I mean, I don't know what you'll get, <laughs> but it might not be C. Yeah. So what I mean by that is this, is that say I want to do a, like a um, uh, ultrasound treatment to you. And then I want to do some soft tissue work. Mm -hmm. And then so ultrasound would be A. And then I'm going to do soft tissue work as B. My outcome is C. 
Oh, I lost my light. Then I would think that I'm getting so excited that my camera fell. Um, <laughs> then you would think that, okay, well, I'm going to go back and I'm going to do soft tissue work, B, and then I'm going to do ultrasound and I'll get the same result. No, you won't. No. Because what you've because done is Because my, my nervous tissue. system is going to react to the pressure that you did on B. Mm -hmm. Like, you may have pushed too hard on B and sent me through a threat response. And now ultrasound's not going to give you that much. Yeah. So that's yeah. where, that's where in this game of people want protocols for things. And I'm, first of all, if you want a protocol, you're in the wrong damn business Yeah. because you ain't going to get it. I yep. mean, you have to have some place. Don't get me wrong. You have to have some place to start. Otherwise it's just a buffet table, but, but here's the thing. It is a buffet table. Mm -hmm. But you have to start somewhere. And then how do you know what you need to do next? Well, based on the outcome that you're doing. How did you and feel? What this involves is one thing that many people struggle with. And that's thinking. Mm -hmm. You have to freaking listen and you have to think and you have to observe and you have to watch. It's science. Input. What's my output? Yeah. What do I need to do to change this around for the person that I'm working with? So if you say people send me stuff all the time and say, doc, what can I do for my knee? I said, I don't know. I don't know anything about your knee. Like yeah. I can't give you a um, meniscus protocol. I yeah. mean, I can start you there, but you're probably not going to get where you need to go. Cause I have no idea what the hell your knee's been through. Yeah. Right. Totally. Does that make sense? So no, no, it it's does. something Absolutely. that's very this is a game of where you really, really have to understand how these systems work together in order to be able to formulate your plan of attack, because I don't even like the word attack, the approach. Yeah. See how I change. I learned to change words that I use because yeah, in yeah. Western medicine, in Western medicine, everything is about attack, kill, destroy, fight. Yeah. Cancer sucks, all that yeah. sort of stuff. In Eastern medicine, it's about harmony and balance and resonance and connection. That's yeah. a completely different reframe for your nervous system, my friend. I'm going to tell you that whether you know it or not. Yeah. And yeah. so and I really sucked at this in the beginning. And I, I had to step back and really be aware of what I was saying and the words that I was using more so for myself. But when I realized that when I say the word attack to you as my client, that's going to impact you. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. One hundred percent. Well, so on that note, on that cheery note, we won't use the words attack. Yeah. What, happy what days. We'll, happy, happy, joy, will, joy. What we'll do though, is we'll get you to um, give us a, Give us a quick rundown of where people can find your shit. What can, if people want to find out more about this limp stuff, if people want to perhaps think, God, that could actually be me. Like, I wonder if I can do anything about this. Uh, what courses have you got that people can, I know, cause I, I know you've got some courses on your website, um, but what, what, where can people find you? What can people do online, perhaps on them by themselves before having to come and see you in online in person, whatever, but. Okay. Well, thank you very much for asking, my friend. Yeah, I'm, I'm not difficult to find. Uh, <laughs> if you just type in uh, stop chasing pain on yep. any primary search engine and then uh, I'll show up. Uh, I've been doing this stuff for a long time, so you'll have a lot of pages to get through. All the good stuff's on the first three pages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you go 20 deep, you're going to find some cool things. But what's interesting, the deeper you go, you'll actually be able to see the changes in my thought process over the years. Right? Yeah, yeah. But of People even notice that because I have my own podcast called the Stop Chasing Pain Podcast. I've had yep. that over, for over a decade, 10 years. And I go back and you can see kind of where my mind was going and what I was into at different things. And stuff I was like seeing that, that when I was quite... having a little, I was trying to find that episode about the Parkinson's patient. And I, I could see yeah. that you can see, I mean, the, the trajectory of how you've got to where you are. Yeah, it's just the ebb and flow of, you know, exploration and play yeah. and, and looking at different things. It's quite cool. Um but yeah, and you go to the, my website and that's kind of the central hub that will take you to all of my social media outlets. I do spend most of my time, probably at this point, an unhealthy amount of time on Instagram, which yeah, is my favorite me. platform for uh, sharing. I just love yeah. the, the platform of uh, pictures and stories, which is how human beings connect. And 
you can see all of my workshops that are there. I have a lot of different ones to choose from. It's all virtual mm -hmm. at the moment until the zombie apocalypse settles down. Yeah. People always ask, one thing I want to end with is people always ask me is that, you know, is your stuff just for healthcare professionals? I'm like, no, it's for, I say, if you're a human being, you qualify for my workshop, which means Perfect. that I want to teach you techniques that you can do to someone else if you can, uh, or to yourself. So they're all, they're both ways. Cause yeah. I want to empower you to be able to do these things for yourself, but also maybe look at things a certain way. And if you can't do it to someone, maybe find somebody else who can do it for them. And I take the complex terms and verbiage and subjects, and I make them simple. Like I said, the stuff, I'm just gonna call it a staple or call it a phone. It's a, yeah. Once you get the, the concepts and the interactions, then you can do it on your own. And so you can see dates and we have memberships and Perfect. online videos. And trust me, if you want to get on the rabbit hole of stop chasing pain, you'll find it. There's uh, plenty to follow. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I will make sure that the website's up there. The Instagram's up there. Um, there's lymphatic is like the uh, lymph mojo course and all sorts on there. So I'll put links to all of that in the show notes. So people know that it's there. Um, I can't thank you enough for, for coming and doing this. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I can't believe we've basically just eaten through 90 minutes, which felt like about 25. So um, really is a massive pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for coming and agreeing to do this. Oh, you're very welcome, my friend. I had an absolute blast. First of all, Amazing. thank you for inviting me. I love your energy. I love what you're doing. I love your thought process and for putting information out there for people. And also I want to Thank everyone for hanging in there with me for, that, for the time <laughs> frame for here. No, I really did have a blast. Like I, said, I love was, doing these. I there was loads of people they, super excited, so I'm sure that they're going to have stuck through it. No worries. Oh, that's great. I really love to hear that. You know, I mean, I love doing these because they help me kind of get my own thought processes together. You know, Same sometimes I feel like the crazy mad scientists in back to the future that I got it up here. And I'm like, okay, if I said anything, do people have any idea what I just said? <laughs> Is it getting across? Hopefully one or two things trickled in. Yeah, I reckon they did. I reckon they did. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to uh, call this to an end. Um, been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Cheers, Perry. Cheers.